everybody welcome back you probably thought this podcast is over as i maybe over promised what's gonna happen this year i have big expectations big plans i'm planning to upscale the production value of this podcast this year and it's gonna happen it's happening now i'm no longer outside i still may do occasional recording outside because it's so tempting i really love to walk around and let ideas come to me as I look at buildings, people, objects. It's very inspiring. Sitting at home is, is not the same, but I know audio is a lot better. So changes are coming to this podcast and I really enjoy making it because, because it keeps me accountable for my projects. I get to talk about them. I get to see the big picture as I'm describing those ideas to you. Keeps me motivated and keeps me hopefully this year engaged with listeners. I really hope for that because while there's a lot of tutorials and resources online, very little of it is personal. You don't really hear about people going through different challenges and you don't really get to hear their story. You only see success stories. You, you, you see people asking questions and finding solutions, maybe. But whenever you personally are struggling with something, you don't know if you're the one dropping off or is there really just a few people succeeding with their projects. I still don't know. I'm finding Unreal Engine to be such an incredible tool and there's so many things that can go wrong and last month until yesterday I was struggling with a major bug I couldn't find a solution for. So I'll be talking about this today. I'll be talking about what I discovered in December, in early January. Very, very interesting stuff. I'll be talking about my plans for this year and uh, some of a some of a geeky talk about hardware I was testing. I'll get into that very, very briefly. Uh, but now let's talk about the Christmas New Year's Eve break. I I went to see my family and I I took I took a, a slightly different gear with me uh, because I didn't want to leave my projects behind and that was really interesting i'll talk about that as well how about we start a new chapter on that and by chapter i mean it's a second segment of this podcast uh my recording application gives me ability to 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 create segments like that and it's really useful because it helps to keep data organized and it's it's better for the content it's better for producing the podcast but okay that's beside the point um in my second segment i want to talk about gear i took with me i took um i took the laptop with uh, nvidia gtx uh a 6000 i want to say I think it is A6000. It's uh, it's an interesting GPU. It's apparently performing, according to benchmarks, 
it's performing worse than my 2060 in my Asus laptop, yet the overall experience is better. I think it's slower with rendering, but it's a nice laptop. It's a very nice laptop. Um, I have too much gear right now. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem because this this gear it's it's good in its own right, and I don't know what to get rid of. I could easily just sell those laptops and get something substantially better. But then there are those different use cases. You know, when you travel, you don't take your gaming laptop. Uh, when you when you know you won't be working, you won't be doing any heavy duty work. You want to take something ultra thin. And for that, I've got my uh, M1 MacBook. And it's almost like those computers are so similar yet. I don't want to keep... Yeah, they're all different. They provide different um, utility. Yet I don't want to keep so many laptops. It's a bit of a... bit of a... Hmm, conundrum. Ideally, I'd like to have maybe a M1 MacBook and use my main workstation remotely. It's something I would like to explore. I, I know there's a lag and, and everything, but that would be just, just really amazing. Anyway, I don't want to talk about laptops only in this segment. I want to talk about the external uh, USB monitor I took with me. This thing is so useful. It's uh, 17 inches uh, OLED panel that connects with a single wire into my MacBook and it has its own stand and it's so useful it's so useful um, I use it in a way at home I use it in a way that it rests on a keyboard of my laptop therefore I have double screen laptop that's at the angle so I can see both screens almost like directly facing my my face and the laptop is sort of floating above the desk because it's on this arm, uh, this flexible arm that can uh, elevate my, my laptop. It's a very ergonomic setup I've got right now. I've got two of those arms lifting two laptops and uh, also floating monitor on a, on a third arm. It's a very interesting spider-like setup. And like I said, this USB monitor is resting on a keyboard of a laptop creating this screen shell and something I've, I've noticed this year uh, there is some strong emphasis of devices like that in CES trade show uh, where I think Asus released uh, a laptop like that so it's an interesting trend I might be pioneering it in a way uh, and I just want to say this is a very inexpensive solution because the screen was uh, during Black Friday week. It was about 100 euros and it's, it's just excellent device that you can connect to anything. So get it, get it. There's no affiliate link. Uh, I might be looking into things like that in the future, but uh, just look into it. USB portable monitor, really cool stuff.
Now, during my break, I took my beloved favorite project with me. Uh, this environment, this interactive environment I'm creating, uh, which I realized it's actually kind of like a metaverse. It's meant to be a metaverse. Um, not too big, but I think it may grow exponentially uh, eventually. Um, but yeah, I took it with me because it's, it's, uh, I set myself with a goal. I wanted to complete this project by the end of the year. And uh, I feel like I completed this task, even though project is not completed. Now, I realize there will be no end to this project and I'll be, I'll be definitely releasing this project uh, this month. So there will be a first version available for download uh, from my website and I'll be announcing this probably towards the end of the month. And I'm planning monthly releases uh, and I already started to write uh, a blog post and documentation and yeah, kind of like a story and, and, and things like that uh, for you to read. Uh, and again, it's meant to be uh, a collaborative experience and, and project as well. I would like to invite people to participate and to maybe help out at some point. So I took this project with me and, and there was a bit of misfortune there. Uh, now, luckily, I'm very sensitive to the idea of, of, uh, of creating dependable, consistent backups. So before I left, before I left, I made a, a backup copy, copy that stayed with me, or that stayed behind me on my other computer. Um, and there were some bugs that I didn't address. There were some problems with blueprints. Okay. It's... Um, it was something I, I knew I have to attend, but I, I was not particularly motivated to do that. So one thing I didn't know how to fix it, and the other thing I, I, I just wanted to build and solve problems later. And apparently it's not a good idea because those problems turn to major, major problems. And my Unreal started to, to crash whenever I would go to open any blueprint. So you can imagine, it's, it, it really mm, separated me from even progressing with my project uh, in, in any way. Because so much depends on, blueprint in, uh, uh, in, on blueprints in uh, Unreal Engine. So I created a nice environment. I imported lots of models. I arranged them nicely, I played with sound design and all those things. And I spent uh, two hours every day for 10 days, well, let's say for eight days. I did quite a nice progress. And once I got back home, I wanted to solve uh, this, this issue. I wanted to resolve the bug and nothing helped. I went through so many tutorials. I, 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 I read so many things about solving this issue and nothing helped at all. Nothing helped at all. And I suspect the problem was that at one point I shifted the project between PC, Mac and back into PC, a Windows machine. And I think this escalated the problem. This did something to the project that 
I couldn't... Um, that maybe is just beyond uh, repair. Well, maybe it is, I don't know. But the bottom line, uh, two days ago, I realized, okay, I'm, I'm not spending more time on this. I will go into my backup and I will just scrap the work I've done for the last 10 days. And even though it's just 10 days and it's nothing in the scope of uh, a full year of, of developing this project, but it, it felt painful. It felt, felt painful because I could, I could open the project. I could um, play it in, in the viewport. And, and that's about it. So I could see it in its next phase, but I could not work on it. I had to go way back and reconstruct a lot, a lot of the environment I painstakingly uh, created. Turns out I was able to reproduce the, to recreate the environment in a shorter amount of time. And the outcome is a lot better than in the project version I, I left behind. And this again confirms my theory that it's actually beneficial to start over because in your mind you already know what the outcome should be. You are doing less of a guessing work and you bring the knowledge you gained in, uh, in the first run, in the first iteration. So it's painful because yeah, you, you put some effort into things that are no longer there. But it's not quite the truth. It's not quite how it's, how it's like, because you've learned so much and it stays with you and you can create the same effect faster and on a higher level. So that's exactly what I did uh, in particular yesterday. Yesterday night, I redid things I've lost uh, in, in the previous iteration and I happily removed that corrupted project and, and continued with uh, the newly created one. So it's, it really is fascinating. And I'm thinking about it in a, in a sense that I, I've worked on this project the, the whole year and I could probably recreate it in like three days now. <laughs> and it's both frustrating and fascinating, but I, I also know well, I, I took this year to learn how to do it, not only to do the project. I was learning while doing it and I, you know, I purposely um, embarked on an ambitious project, so I, I wouldn't do uh, projects that I that I would have no use for. I, I wanted to create uh, a world with many many elements inside that would be a result of uh, of work on tutorials and so on. So I'm very happy with the way how I approached this, and um, yeah, that's 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 the status of my project. It's going well. And like I said, it will be released this year and uh, oh, this month. <laughs> and I'll announce the website and all the relevant information very soon. Now I'd like to talk about my plans for this year. So I'm planning to continue on my metaverse project. I'll be adding different components to it. I'll be replacing um, external models with models I would create myself uh, or I would ask others to create for me or I would collaborate with others. It's not clear, but I don't want to use those generic 
models that you can get either for free. Yeah, they're all free models that I got from different places. Uh, yeah, moving forward, I'll be replacing them. There'll be a lot of enhancements. There'll be a lot of work with MetaHuman and sound design and animations and uh, writing and implementing the storyline, uh, different things to engage with in this, in this little metaverse I'm creating. So it'll be ongoing work and there'll be, there'll be monthly updates, monthly releases. And I feel very excited about because this is, this is the first time I'm thinking like a software developer uh, releasing new versions uh, regularly. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But um, this year, I would primarily would like to focus on something else, something that I just started to explore. And I, I don't really know how to fully describe it yet. But it, 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 yeah, it's something I'm getting into. It's, it's called nature-centric uh, design or nature-centered uh, nature design. And this resonated with me because I've been working professional, professionally as a human or user-centric design, uh, user-centric designer, sorry about that, uh, doing UX design. And this is uh, not about user in the center, this is about nature in the center, about uh, those, those nature designs that we see in nature, but we also see them uh, as a source of inspiration for architects, for engineers. Um, we see them everywhere. So this is something I'm exploring and uh, I, want to, I want to embark on this path. It would be definitely a, a collaborative uh, venture and I, I want to collaborate with scientists, with architects, with uh, product designers. Uh, there will be 3D printing involved, there will be, uh, there will be intersection between uh, physical and digital and um, to some extent I'll be involving uh, animals, insects and uh, spores and bacteria to <laughs> kind of collaborate on this project with me. Uh, now it will be highly conceptual at the beginning but I just want to establish this as a direction, as an idea, and later when I can actually uh, pursue and complete projects, it will become more tangible. Uh, for now, if you're interested in this, go and see what I saw. Explore um, what this American-Israeli designer scientist does. Uh, her name is Neri Oxman, and her website is oxman.com. Oxman.com. She's fascinating. I saw her on uh, Lex Friedman, a podcast a few months ago, and she talked about things that I was fantasizing as a yeah uh, throughout my life. I guess I was always thinking like, why do we need to build things if we could just grow them? Like, why do we need to? Are we not like over engineering things? Are we are we trying to achieve the same? result by just overcomplicating things. Why don't we use nature, nature's uh, approach to do things? Why do we need, um, why do we need to engineer something if we can grow it? And this is exactly what I was thinking and this is what she said in this interview and then I started to read about her research and her projects. These are beautiful projects uh, and I would like to invite you to also explore 
this if you are if you are uh, at least moderately uh, intrigued by this concept so you will hear me talking more about nature uh, centered design and uh, as I explore this topic I don't have any anything specific to share right now but I want to make declaration, a commitment to, uh, to, to uh, explore, to, to pursue this here. So that really concludes my podcast for today. This is the update I wanted to share and uh, I'm planning to expand this podcast further uh, as I'm building my new website uh, to host new kind of information to share results of my work, research and learning, uh, I'm hoping to incorporate podcasts as well. So stay tuned and I hope you're enjoying my journey. I hope you're enjoying your journey. Uh, I hope you are enjoying software and tools that we get to use those days. Um, I think we... Yeah, we have just incredible privilege to have access to those things, to the knowledge and tools, and we can create amazing things. I hope you're as motivated as I am, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Take care.